Dude always joins. Welcome to the Fire Army Web 3 MRE number 8 in our series. How Fire Army is destroying barriers. Hey, I want you to grab a hot tea, get your coffee, get a pen, get a paper, right? But more importantly, get your mind and your mood ready for today's podcast. We have some great news articles for you to do, for you as well today, and also we're just going to talk about how we, as the Fire Army crew, right, destroy these barriers into Web3. So make sure you're ready for all the good info. We're going to let some music play so the room can fill up a little bit and begin of our broadcast, but stay tuned, stick around, and more importantly, you... Welcome, Primo. Thanks for hanging out. After a little bit of music here, we'll start talking. So, sit down. Ain't nothing to do. Change personal issues. Welcome, Primo. Welcome, welcome. So, we're talking about a big thing to our community, right? Entry barriers. But not any entry barriers. Entry barriers are web-free. So, what is Fire Army? Well, fire talks about bringing that fire. Fire literally stands for fund your retirement early. As in, fund your retirement early with our different models, methods, and applications. When you scale your growth up with the Fire Army free tools, tips, tricks, materials, courses, you have expanded your opportunity to succeed as a project. So that's all we're saying is, hey, come hang out, join us in Discord, Twitter, TikTok, or right here in Clubhouse. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for great content, information, and to help you, the average person, scale themselves onto Web3. And we do that by sharing all the terminology and the recent events that we can. Like, seriously, because who's going to remember all that, right? (laughs) But don't worry, you don't have to. That's our job here. We make sure we cover all that so that 
you guys can just be informed and make the right decision. Definitely have someone asking to speak, and I'll send out a couple of invites. Welcome, Drew, to the room as well. And hey, guys, as we transition throughout the topics today in the next 30 minutes of the broadcast, uh, feel free to give us some feedback on the, the news topics when we open up the floor or anything that you might have just heard of interest. So, yeah. And we're definitely about to get started getting into our first piece of news for the day. Oh, yeah. But before we do, I'm going to ask you this. How many ramps do you know into Web3? It's not many. A lot of projects have tried and failed. A lot of projects have come and made promises they couldn't keep. What makes us different is that we're already live. And we've been live and functioning and operational for well over, what, 100 and something days, Craig? Yes, ma'am. All right. So we built for seven years. We've been live for well over half of this year. And now we're operational. What does that mean? We're at the point where we can start onboarding you guys as much as possible and to help. So the people, the 40, 50 people we've already done that for have gone off with successful projects. So I think today when we're just talking about being a ramp for on, you know, Web3 and onboarding, then throughout the rest of the series, you'll learn a little bit more about those methods and everything else that we've brought up and we're talking about. So I'm going to get your first news article prepped here and leave it to Craig. Craig, I'm turning it over to you for a few minutes. What's on your mind? Well, one of the things that I'm most excited about, honestly, is just the, the amazing things that Fire Army does to allow people to understand even the basics and understand what is important and what is not important. There's a lot of news going on in the Web3 space. There's just a lot of stuff always going on. Some of it, you're like, what is that? Other things, oh, well, that's cool. I, I actually follow Ethereum and everything in between. You can see words that don't make sense most of the time. So you can see terms that you're like, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. <clears throat> For instance, one of the key things knowing is knowing what blockchain you're on. You should know where you're going to be operating. That's one of the most important things when it comes to the cryptocurrency space. Is it on the Ethereum blockchain? Is it on Avalanche blockchain? Is it on maybe the Ripple blockchain? I mean, Bitcoin is there, but that's where everything just started. Everything started from there and then spread out. So the most important thing that you can do is to check, okay, what coin is on this blockchain? What coins are on that blockchain? Maybe you're interested in NFTs. The same thing. They all operate in different places. They all have different marketplaces. Okay? And knowing all of these things and doing that background and that research to figure those things out is one of the most important things that you can do. It's very important. So how does Fire Army fit into all of this? We're here to help you understand these different things. Jade put together an amazing, amazing ebook you can get on Amazon. And I'm sure that when we put this video up, we'll have that link there. And it is one of those things that walks you through different things that you need to know. 
different ways to go about things to list NFTs. What do you need to lift an, list an NFT? Do you need gas or can you just list it? All those questions are answered in, in that type of a book that Jade has put together. So make sure that you go to Amazon and pick it up if you can. Jade? Absolutely. You can always get the PDF from us or in one of our NFTs or on Amazon. Many choices. But the best way to get that content, that information, is to just be here in Clubhouse with us. We discuss all the information that's already in there every day, every time we appear. That's all we're talking about is how we have done what we've done, other ways that you can do it too so that you guys can get started. Now, I think I'm going to play music for a little bit before I come into this news talk. How does that make you feel? Let's go. Hello, multiple eyes. How are you doing? Welcome to the room. All right. What is going on with Kim? Kim Kardashian. So in case you've not watched the news or don't know who that is, one of the things that you need to be aware of is that celebrities are like, oh, there's money in crypto very early on. But did they do their own research? Well, time is going to tell, friends. It seems that Kim found herself in some trouble. She was one of those people that hopped on early and said, yeah, you all should look into buying this crypto before there was a lot of research or things out there. And also before the SEC actually made a ruling on whether they were going to be for or against crypto, whether they were going to try and gatekeep the crypto or whether they were also going to classify it as security. Well, guess what? They decided it was a security. And that's unfortunate because one of the things that goes with that 
is that there are a lot of rules associated with securities as opposed to just another financial medium. So one of the most important things when they were putting, doing their research and figuring out how they were going to classify it was finding out what rules it should fall under. And what they chose and decided was that, yes, it is in fact a security. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is that there's a lot more paperwork. There's a lot more things that you have to do before moving forward with standing behind something before you promote something or try and sell something, okay? And the reason that that is the case is that when you are a well-known individual like Kim Kardashian, of course, a few people know her anyways, then you have the responsibility to have done your research and also to make sure that it is legitimate and that you're not trying to con or scam anyone. So maybe it's possible that Kim didn't know that the crypto was going to not do well. Maybe they, she was hopeful that it would be a long-term project. Maybe it wasn't just the quick cash grab. But unfortunately, the SEC commission decided that that was not the case. With that, they slapped her with a $1.26 million fine for trying to promote an unregistered security. So what does that mean for everyone else? Well, number one, that means that there's probably in the short term going to be a lot more cases like this. There were also a number of other celebrities that you know of very well that were associated with the same crypto. It'll be interesting if they also get the same fines or it's just Kim. But one thing that they do like to do is make examples of people when it comes to the financial institutions and courtrooms. So we'll see what happens in the future with that. So for now, we're just going to listen to some quick tunes. Oh, my apologies, Drid. Welcome up. Anything you'd like to share about breaking down barriers in Web3? Talking about the last uh, news article that I shared on, or, or how's your day going? Well, I just saw that he just shared the room, so maybe he's off sharing the room. Well, for now, we'll just listen to some tunes, and we'll be here when you get back. All right, all right, all right. So, Dre, do you happen to be around this time, sir? I apologize for kind of catching you off. I know that you're always doing things, but we really do appreciate you joining us. All right, cool. Well, moving on to some other things that we can talk about. So something that we're going to be talking about 
on Wednesday is those things called a cold wallet. And while it seems like it's a very simple thing, I'm going to just give you a quick teaser. One of the things that's important is knowing all the terms and terminology that goes with being in the Web3 space. So what I figured we can do is kind of talk about a couple of things. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is what we're going to be covering on Wednesday. What, what is a wallet? What is that digital wallet thing? Okay. And digital wallets are some really, really neat pieces of uh, coding that are used to protect your crypto and also all sorts of NFTs or other things that you might be working with. Huh, interesting. So cold wallet, for instance, is an offline device used to store cryptocurrencies. And not only that, but they can also be actual hardware devices or sheets of paper containing a user's private keys. So while it is mo normally referring to something that's digital, it could also just simply be your private secret key that you are to keep for any digital wallet that you have. So just keep in mind and keep that definition in the back of your mind when we head into Wednesday's discussion. And we'll talk more and even talk about some of our affiliates. Feel free to check out our website at firearmy.com to look at those affiliates. We have them listed there and all of them we are actively using and would love for you to join us. All right. Dred, are you there? Or maybe Jade, do you have anything that you'd like to mention? No, I think that hit it definitely right on the nose. Making sure that you have proper storage, proper security is number one when coming into this space. Um, I don't know. How about you guys? Let's have a quick discussion. Let's compare devices. I have a Nano S ledger device. What about you guys? Sorry about that. Got a Nano S ledger. That's funny. I have a Nano X ledger. Then there's people that are in the other markets, aka Europe, Australia, Canada, not here, that uses Trezor. Trezor is just not dominant in this market. And yes, I also say that as a legend affiliate that I am, but <laughs> Trezor is also one of those other hard wallets that you could use for that storage offline for your digital assets. NFTs, storage, however, and crypto is only on the ledger right now. So that's the only device in the world that you can put your NFTs and your crypto and have it safely stored offline, boom, for US people. So yeah, yeah, go ahead, Chris. No, that's that's a wonderful point, Jade, and I appreciate you popping in there. And one of the things that I think that that's actually a valid part of the Fire Army destroying barriers is that you actually have your money carrying around in that ledger. I know that we'll be talking more in, in general and, and more in depth on Wednesday about the cold wallets. Make sure that you're there for that MRE. But the thing is, is that there is no place in the financial institutions decide if you have a gold bar in your hand that you can get real cash, your cash immediately, then using the, the cryptocurrencies, the blockchain, and also having that ledger in your pocket. Not only does it keep it safe, it's also 100% yours. The bank isn't trying to squeeze a couple more percents of interest out of it or anything like that that you don't ever see. In fact, it's yours. 
No one else's. It's on the blockchain. It's in your wallet, your actual wallet that no one else has access to unless you give it to them. So make sure that you're checking those uh, agreements when people are sending things to you. Absolutely. And again, make sure you're transferring. If you do have to do transfers on the right chain, on the right network, otherwise you'll lose your money. And those are the tips to help you stay safe in Web3. Yes. Now, back onto another news article topic. I'm sorry, I gotta. Mm. So, the president of FTX US stepped down. I'm here to tell you, I don't understand why it took so long. Over the next few months, I'll be transferring my responsibilities and moving into an advisory role at the company, Harrison said on Twitter. This just happened like an hour ago. And all that momentum, right? It's, it's going to stay there, but it's just the fact that all of the scandals in recent have brought a lot of complexity to FTX, FTX's marketplace, just essentially. But we're going to see what happens to the crypto market after the FTX switch with, and we'll see who this new person is going to be, right? We're going to have a new president in the U.S. market for this exchange, and they're making sure they're sticking up to their regulatory standards. For these exchanges it's one of the 19th largest crypto exchanges in america so yeah ftx definitely has a large responsibility just like crypto.com just like coinbase or any of the other big guys so this is going to be interesting transition change coming soon keep an eye on that definitely keep an eye on that because i guarantee you there's going to be some fluctuations in the market over this next two week long process of this integration and them getting a new asset manager so that is the latest news from us. You heard it here first today live. And we definitely have one more news topic to talk about, which I don't want to go too far over everyone's head. But most recent article from Cointelegraph today is Ether staking too difficult. Community members claim it is. This is the critical juncture right here that I'm going to switch back to. Wi-Fi Army is important. If your community is telling you that staking is too difficult and you're the owner of that product, what is the best if course to take? I guess. Well, pun intended, a course. If people in the community were to take the time and follow like the advisory steps that I gave yesterday to generate the content to teach and educate your users how to properly use your product, and then properly onboard them and guide them through that process of using and testing the product, they now know how to go back to your website and use your product in full. And then more importantly, let's think about this. You have a community with millions of users. So if you have a community with millions of users, it's not that hard to make a video, drop it on YouTube, and have it monetized within a week. You will literally be making money off of educating your own consumer base about how to use your product properly. That isn't bad business ethics. Those are great business practices. Why it is not instituted across the industry, we will never know. But that's why we're here, to set those standards and to show you that onboarding can be a monetized process for your community if you need to raise seed money. There's a way to do it. There's one. And it is mystifying that the Ether community is saying staking is too difficult. That sounds to me like you guys have not been educated. And I say that because we know that the people who have education in this area, they know what they're doing. 
I can go right now, go start a second contract, get a set up, go start a farm pool, boom, 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 make my money. It'll be 20 cents because I'm not spending more than $20, but you know my point. I can do that because I am knowledgeable about how to do that as a developer, as a product developer. I know the average person cannot do that because I know that this can be done. I can say, hey, hmm, let me go charge this as a service and make money from it. But that's not what I do. I come here and I give you the information for free so you can learn how to do it. And if you decide to go and charge someone else for their lack of knowledge, that's up to you. Why not? That's how capitalism has been working, right? Right? That's everyone's attitude, right? Capitalism isn't going anywhere, but how you use it and how you apply it in correlation to your personal ethics and your business needs is up to you because you are the variable in the scenario. How you decide to do that is entirely up to you as a business owner, project, or leader of that. And as a community member, it's up to you to use your voice and ask for those practices to be invoked or changed. This is why governance exists. And ETH has one of the largest decentralized autonomous organizations in existence. So I find it very hard as to why they feel the staking is too hard. It sounds like they just weren't educated. What do you guys think? I agree. I mean, it seems like they just updated the product and threw it out there. And knowing that the new ETH2 merger was going to um, come, I would have had an onboarding setup established beforehand because it attracted a lot of eyes, but I guess they're they're only paying attention to their uh, original members, I, I suppose. But yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, Jade, if you want to mute your mic there, but yeah, you're you're spot on, Dred. I think I was actually surprised by that fact that they did focus on those that already had the information and had the know-how. And didn't really care about onboarding new people to the space. They're fine just making the money and where they're at. And that just tells us that we we need to be, as a community, looking to bring more people into the space and teaching people how things do work. And while not everybody is interested in finding out exactly how all of the nuances of staking or creating nodes might work, it is something that we should normalize as information out there while there are is some of it out there i love that we're going out and finding people and, and putting that information into their hands but then also showing them how they can apply it and actually make the money that's the part where i love love what fire army is doing it is literally getting rid of that barrier yeah they don't want you to figure it out but here you do this and then go win and make some money I have only ever found in life the thing that has ever stopped a man is the lack of education. Once you are informed, you have the tools to go out and do your own fishing. It's just as simple. So when we are all here together, building together, I want to build an ecosystem that is sound, safe, and stable. Not just a scam. So yeah, when it comes to what we just saw today with the Ethereum network, and as I'm closing out this broadcast, 
I'm just going to mention one more time. Make sure you're making content for your community to understand how to use your product. Otherwise, you run into these barriers. You're creating them. And these are the hurdles that I saw in this industry last year, which made me do this last part of the initiative to give back and to do this for you guys, to be on ramp. Because if I could do it, I know you could. And I'm not saying in the sense of all the knowledges and the things I know and what I've attained throughout the years and my 30 years. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if I can do it with no money, then you can do it with no money. Why would I charge you for something that I didn't spend money to learn how to do? No, I'm not going to gatekeep like that. What I will do is charge you for my time and give you all the info for free. So, that's what happens here on Wednesdays. We talk about our fire consultant products. We talk about how we can help you one-on-one. And we give you, of course, all the free information and the deets every broadcast. So, just come with a pen and a paper. Come have a blast. Come hang out with us. But more importantly, Come learn how you can fund your retirement early. And this has been another fire broadcast, everybody. Thank you for staying tuned, listening, sharing. We'll see you out there in Web3. All right. Thank you.